0: Welcome to Club Core, an interdisciplinary podcast exploring science stories. I'm your host, Dr. Angel Core, an assistant professor of neuroscience at UNC Asheville. Each episode of this podcast is created by undergraduate students enrolled in one of my courses. So join us as we delve into a variety of topics with one simple goal, to get it less wrong.
1: Studying longer is always better, or is it? Is putting in all those hours throughout the night to prepare for a test the right way to do it? Stressing to get good grades, lacking sleep, and drinking caffeine to stay up late? Well, it could have the opposite effect that you're desiring. Hi, I'm your memory. We've been cramming all night for our test tomorrow, but there's only three hours left and you haven't gotten any sleep yet. Did you know that sleep deprivation can cause a lot of problems with my consolidation or trip from short to long-term memory? Cramming really isn't the way to go. I'm struggling to make it to my final destination. Today's the big day. How are we feeling? Uh Uh-oh, I don't think I ever made it through consolidation. Let's hope our short-term memory is strong enough to pass this test.
2: The test has been returned. What? We failed it, but we spent so much time studying. We should have scored higher. I wonder when we're wrong. Let's dive into why this happened. We might as well learn from our mistakes so we know how to correct it in the future.
3: Different types of memory are stored in different parts of the brain. Explicit memory is conscious, long-term memory that can be accessed fairly easily. The hippocampus is used to store memory for later use, which is an important area for long-term memory. It is believed that memory that has been temporarily stored in the hippocampus then makes its way to the neocortex during sleep. The amygdala determines the stability of memory and the relation of emotion with said memory retained over time. So all three areas play a role with each other in the long-term memory storage pertaining to explicit memory. Poor quality of sleep is coupled with mood. This shows the correlation between the effects stress has on sleep, which in return has an effect on the working memory, which is used for cognitive tasks like retaining knowledge or studying materials. Our main character not only should have adequate rest with studying, but also downtime or relaxation in order to not stress over the test and grades. Stress is often coupled with a release of cortisol, which is the stress hormone. When there is an influx of cortisol in the brain, it can damage the hippocampus, preventing memory from making its way to long-term storage. There is correlation between poor sleep and low academic performance. 79% of college students reported poor sleep quality. 19% of students responded that they go to bed before midnight. 63% reported that they felt stressed. These statistics show that memory is not alone when he isn't sleeping well, due to pressure from school. This graph here shows the regression of sleep restriction versus control group, with significantly less retention immediately after, as well as six weeks after the encoding.
1: But what does sleep have to do with our memory consolidation? Did you know that the correlation between poor sleep quality and low academic performance is actually scientifically proven? In 2019, a study on a group of Pakistani medical students used the Pittsburgh Sleep Quality Index, or PSQI, to assess quality of sleep. Low scores on the PSQI were associated with significantly lower grade point average. So by pulling an all-nighter to study for a test, we may have actually done ourselves an academic disservice.
4: There's a relationship between stronger hippocampal cortical connections following better sleep as observed by greater density of spindles, neural activity during sleep. This demonstrated the effect that sleep has on the hippocampus, which is important in memory consolidation and the movement of memories from short-term to long-term storage.
2: Are all college students poor sleepers, or did I just get lucky with this one? Scientists sampled 1,125 university students in a cross-sectional survey looking at sleep habits in an effort to determine what causes sleep deprivation. In 2009, Lund and his crew evaluated the results across several different sleep scale indexes, including the Pittsburgh Sleep Quality Index, or the PSQI. Their online survey also included questions about physical health psychoactive drug use, and academic performance. The survey revealed that over 60 percent of the sample were poor-quality sleepers due in part to delayed wake and rest times during weekends and consistent use of psychoactive drugs to assist with alertness and sleep. Multiple regression analyses showed that in the context of this survey data, tension and stress accounted for nearly a quarter, 24% of the variance in scores. Alcohol, exercise, and caffeine did not prove a significant predictor of sleep quality in this group.
4: So, why are college students poor sleepers? Did you know a group of researchers realized that there is a culture in many academic settings that promotes reduced sleep in students? As you would expect, they found that the combination of coursework, social responsibilities, stimulant intake, and technology perpetuate this cycle. The investigators examined the effects of acute sleep deprivation, specifically the all-nighter, on university students' motor and cognitive performance, as well as executive functioning, working memory, and reaction time. In order to isolate pure sleep deprivation from other factors, all 64 randomly assigned participants were instructed to refrain from exercising, nicotine, alcohol, and caffeine consumption for 24 hours prior to the study. Participants in the sleep deprivation assignment were required to fill out a form every 45 minutes proving they were awake overnight, while the normal sleep condition simply slept. After a night of sleep or non-sleep, the participants took a series of tests to determine whether there was a change in reaction time, cognitive function, and physical function in the students. The end results found that acute sleep deprivation in students had a significant effect of post-exercise blood pressure and reaction time of students, but did not find significant effects on the student's cognitive ability. The researchers hypothesized these changes were due to downregulation in salience and motor areas of the brain.
2: Wow, all this science talk is making me sleepy. I need a nap.
4: That's a great idea, Memory. Did you know that naps may also be helpful in memory consolidation? Where a study found that those who had a 100-minute nap before recalling names were more accurate compared to those who did not have a nap, but were also not sleep-deprived. Even if memory couldn't get a restful night's sleep, taking a nap after studying can help improve recall. Another study of young adults found that taking a 90-minute nap improved memory recall and consolidation. Today's the day we retake our test. I'm feeling pretty good about it. We've been studying a bit every day instead of cramming and getting plenty of sleep. Bring it on. The retake was passed with flying colors. Wow, we did it. I'm so proud of us. Would you like to know what we changed to create such a different outcome?
1: Well, for one thing, we studied in blocks instead of cramming. Do you know why this is so effective? You likely recall from our past studies that a promising theory of long-term memory consolidation is the multiple trace model. This model hypothesizes that each time an episodic memory or a long-term memory that requires recall is brought up, new sensory information combines with the initial information stored. This creates a new memory pathway, or engram, which involves both the neocortex and hippocampus regions of the brain. The creation of these new engrams from each time we study promotes stronger, faster recall of information when we take the test. Another change we made that helped me reach the long-term memory was getting more high-quality sleep. We already know that sleep plays a vital role in consolidation, but why is this? Before we dive into consolidation, let's talk about synapses. Synapses are the space between nerve cells where chemical signals, known as neurotransmitters, are used for communication. These spaces are highly implicated in memory retention. During REM sleep, our brain processes through our short-term memories and decides which should be consolidated into long-term memory. This happens through a process known as synaptic pruning in which calcium spikes allow synaptic connections to be selectively strengthened or weakened. By weakening the connections of memories deemed less important, more space is freed for important synaptic connections to strengthen and grow, promoting long-term memory consolidation of important information, like what we need for our test.
2: Perhaps we should review the steps that get me to long-term storage so that I can be retrieved for the next test. Easy day, memory. To set the conditions for a good night's sleep, develop a pattern of no caffeine in the afternoon. Regular exercise, completed before 4 p.m. if possible. Stopping studying at least an hour before bedtime. No blue light in the evenings. Yellow glasses or the auto tint settings on your devices work just fine. Reading is great if it's for pleasure and hard copy under soft light. A series of deep breaths while lying in bed can not only engage the parasympathetic nervous system, but also signals the body-mind that it's time to sleep. Did you know that one double-blind nighttime sleep experiment sought to determine if enhanced sleep would improve memory? The researchers wondered if a sound loop of white noise would improve sleep markers like slow oscillation and spindle power. Unfortunately, they were unable to improve memory consolidation through enhanced sleep. This implies that sufficient sleep is more important than artificially enhanced sleep.
0: ClubCore is produced by a multidisciplinary team of students at UNC Asheville, with sound engineering support by undergraduate Kat Sawyer. Jessica Fox, a UNCA graduate, wrote our theme music. Special thanks to the UNCA Video Production and Media Design Lab for their help with this project. And thank you for listening. You can find show notes, including episode credits and links to the research discussed in this episode at clubcore.com episodes. If you like this episode, please share, subscribe, and review. And if you have a question you'd like us to explore, drop us a line. You can find me, Angel Core, on all the socials at clubcore. We'd love to tell your science stories so we can all get it less wrong. Until next time!